0: podcast city network this is jim the podcast sherpa from too many podcasts and you've got a ringside seat to the mark the shark mma show Mm, let's get ready to
1: podcast today's podcast episode is brought to you by defense soap defend what you have built used by all jiu-jitsu and mma athletes to prevent skin infections Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. And also, this episode is brought to you by the Henzo Gracie Academy of Ramapo Valley, New Jersey. Save 10% if you use the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. Call them today at 201-580-0581. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful support of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm/slash mark the shark MMA show. And that's mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action, thriller, suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com paperback version only on barnesandnoble.com and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on amazon.com and paperback format on both amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. And a hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Alright, guys, this is Mark the Shark. And time for some MMA news. All right, this week's episode is dedicated to a female fighter that just passed away at the age of 32 on September 25th um, from a brain aneurysm. Her name was Katie Collins, and this episode is dedicated to her and her family and friends. We are sorry for for her loss. Um, she was a three-fight veteran with the Delta organization. And she went seven for five. She had seven wins, five losses, as she fought for seven organizations. Um, she began her career as an amateur in two, August of 2011 and turned pro in May of 2015. Um, she began her debut by winning a first-round knockout. Under the Bronson Brawl banner. And then she went two for one in three fights with Bellator with wins over Michelle Royer and Bruno Vargas. Her defeat eventually came from uh, Bellator's women's lightweight flight title challenger, Emily Collins, who she fought in June of uh, 2018 at the LFA 42 event. All right, Uh, again. This whole episode is going to be dedicated to her. Um, again, our prayers and condolences go out to her friends and family. Now, also in the news, we got Eddie Alvarez, who pulled out of the Grand Prix final uh, from the one championships. They had a lightweight Grand Prix final and pulled out. Um, could not find an explanation as to why, but Christian Lee will be uh, his replacement in the, in the Grand Prix. Also, we got Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stephens. Uh, they rebooked their fight because of what happened with the poke incident in the last fight for a UFC event that's taking place in Boston, October 18th. Also, looks like Kamaru Usman is going to be fighting Colby Cummington in UFC 245. It's going to be at the end of the year. Um, apparently, they tried to do it in November, but Kobe Col- Coverton was not uh, happy with the negotiations. Uh, originally, they were going to try to book Usman and uh, Hori Masvidal, but they obviously went with the Nate, with the Nate Diaz fight instead. Um, and also in the news, it looks like Khabib Nurmagomedov is trying to get his next title defense fight in Russia. Who his opponents going to be? He doesn't know. Supposedly he's under negotiations, trying to get uh, George St. Pierre in there. That would be kind of interesting to see. I honestly think uh, George St. Pierre should stay retired. Um, and just not that I don't think he could beat Habib, be, but you know his body's getting getting old. And, you know I think it's just time for him to hang up. And he went out on a high note with this last fight against Bing's Bing she should just leave it at that but it would be interesting but we'll see we'll see if, that, if that's what happens and also in terms of the LFA organizations their next two uh, fights events 78 and 79 will not be aired um, because they're splitting with Access TV so the, the event will go on it's just I mean they just won't be aired until they find a new partner Broadcasting, all right, guys. We'll be back after this short break. All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark, and to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm/mark/the/shark/mma/show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm/slash/mark/the/shark/mma/show. All right, guys, we're back for some more news. This time we're going to be talking about Cyborg. I, mean, I don't know if many of you know but uh, she's now with Bellator. Uh, she got released from her contract with the UFC, and I'm sure it has something to do with it. I mean, it's kind of obvious with that incident that happened on YouTube where someone was trying to film Dana saying something that he didn't say. Um but uh <laughs> I'm pretty sure that had something to do with it. Anyway, again yeah, to take a look back at Cyborg's career. I think she's a great athlete. I think she's gonna do well over a Bellator. I think she's gonna dominate. Um I don't want to say too many things, negative things about Bellator, but Bellator is known to have a less fire caliber, a lower less, a lower caliber of fighters over there in their stable. Although I do have to say they're slowly growing. I think that's partially in effect due to the fact that Bellator is paying their fighters a little bit better, and they're offering uh, more opportunities, especially with these Grand P challenges. Um. Anyway, it looks like she's at a, when she goes to Bellator, that she's going to be going right for the belt against Julia Budd. Um, that should be interesting. Now, Budd has been on a, on a tear lately with the, within the Bellator organization. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that uh, turns out. Now, if you recall, Cyborg's last fight was back in UFC 240, where she beat Felicia Spencer by decision. And which was her first win back after her first, uh, probably loss in a while. I think she only lost two times prior to a fight with Amanda Nunez in 232. Um, now, when you look at Julia Budd, she's 13-2, and two, and she's on an 11-fight winning streak. Um, she did lose to the hands of Ron Rousey and Amanda Nunez. So we'll see. This will be interesting, but she's turned herself around after she had those losses. So let's see. Again, that's going to be happening in January uh, with the Belt organization. I'm personally looking forward to it. And I'm sure everybody else will too. Just to be curious to see how much longevity uh, Chris Cyborg has. All right, guys, we'll be back with some more MMA news later. <music>
0: What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Enjoy the show.
1: Hi, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child, an 11-year-old a little girl by the name of Christina Rito. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl, and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books written by a child for a child. You can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www.retortofamilybooks.com. Again, that's R I T O R T L. It's Mark the Shark. I'm back to report on some more MMA news. um, Looks like Oster LaCoya is looking to uh, make a comeback to the world of MMA. He thinks he could pull off another event. Um, According to Barstow, he did make an announcement that he's trying to make a comeback in the world of MMA. Now, I personally think it will be great. Especially for... The rest of the uh, MMA fighters out there Because it's going to provide them More venues for them to perform in And maybe it might force The current organizations like the UFC um, And Bellator To increase What they pay these fighters Because there will be more people out there Bidding for their talent Now in his opinion He thinks that Dana White got lucky And the success of the UFC was really In turn to the Fatita brothers And not to Dana White himself um, I don't know what you guys think out there, but you can uh, go to anchor.fm slash mark the shark and use the message feature and give me some feedback. I personally think that Dana did have some brains behind it. Um, he actually had the foresight to tell the Fertitta brothers that, hey, this MMA idea can actually go somewhere. Of course, obviously. If you needed a money. They needed money to, to pull it off, and that's where the Fertitta brothers came in. Well, anyway, that's my two cents. And also, it looks like Chael Sonnen is ready to predict um, who's Conor McGregor's next opponent is. All right, so stand back for that. And I'll and we'll play. I'll give you a play back his video as to what who he thinks Conor McGregor will be fighting next. All right, guys, we'll be back after the short break. Are you looking for your next action thriller novel? Check out the Cabal. The saga begins. You can find it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com or www retortofamilybooks.com that's R-I-T-O-R-T-O familybooks.com again check out the next great action thriller suspense book called The Cabal The Saga Begins Alright guys this is Mark the Shark and I got some great news if you subscribe to my email list on my website I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www.markthesharkmmmmashow.com, and that is Mark with a C and not a K, and subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today.
0: Podcast
1: and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Alright guys, I'm back and now I'm going to play you a little expert excerpt from um, Charles Sutton's video as to who he thinks Conor will be fighting next. So just listen to it and we'll we'll go ahead and get into it. That one cup of a secret,
0: but Connor's coming back. Okay, great. I think we all knew Connor was coming back, but there is a question of when's he coming back. He's saying he'll be ready to fight by December, and he wanted to be in Dublin, the show's in Vegas. Okay, great. I'm very uh, bearish that he will be on the December card before anybody gets excited. Look, there's already two title fights on that card. Dana put out a hint that he said, yeah, we might put a third title fight on that card. And people were guessing maybe you know Steepa and Cormier when we found out that trilogy was going to happen, but then that got carried on the back of uh, Stipe's not ready. I still bother. We're not going to book him for a fight. But if you're looking for a major fight, even though it's not a title fight, I think that you guys would agree Connor will fit the bill. Um, again, I still think he's not going to be back until 2020. But either way, you're only talking about a couple of weeks between the middle of December and into January. You're only talking about a couple of weeks here, so. What's the next clue we need? Well, who's the opponent going to be? And if could and Tony aren't each other's dance cards. It's looking like that Frankie talk wasn't going anywhere. In fact, Frankie and, and, and Sterling even appear to be matched up. I think Cowboy's out of the equation with two losses and possibly even a little bit of rest right now. And I think that it brings you back to Gaethje. And it's not to say that Gaethje's the only guy there. He's a deserving guy. He's a fun guy. He would do the fight. I mean, it's all of those different things. And Connor has also said that he would fight Gaethje. But there is some moving parts. You, you know, you got Dan Hooker going to fight in a couple of days uh, versus Al Iaquina, right? <laughs> Excuse me, same weight class. Somebody might do something dynamic on the microphone, call Connor, get some buzz going. But I think that's a little bit unlikely. It's possible, but I think it's a little bit unlikely. I think that it does largely point back to uh, Justin Gaethje. And if there is any good news that we could be given right now, right? Because a lot of people... We want to see Conor and Khabib just because of that feud and have that keep going. But those same people are going, look, Conor doesn't deserve a title fight. Now, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I think we can all agree that Tony does deserve a title fight. But if you took him out of the equation, you've still got Conor who had three world championships. An interim, a 45, a 55, the whole championship champ thing. Started with him to act like he doesn't deserve a title fight. I think it's a stretch. But if that's the camp you're in, okay, great. We're not talking title fight. We're just talking about a fun fight against a fun fighter engaging who deserves something special to happen. Same time, if we are kicking the can all the way to the next year, Nate Diaz will be free after November 2nd. And who knows what he wants to do, right? Does Nate want to go to 55? Is he interested in the Connor thing? Eventually, they're going to play that card. I mean, they both got an ace of spades up their sleeve. That fight works anytime. But Nate is red hot right now. So a fight working or a fight really working. You know, timing matters. I tend to think the way the winds are blowing, you all might get, it's gaugey. But I will share with you, Hooker and Al might have something to say about that. And Nate Diaz always has that card to play. Let's see where that goes. I think we do have at least half the resolution, which is Connor returning at 155.
1: Alright, guys. I'm not too sure whether or not Sonnen is right, but... I think that would be a good fight. So Michael but has a fight? I think there's other competitors out there that might make the card even more interesting. I don't know if Conor will come back before uh, 2020. He did stay in some um interviews on ESPN that he is looking to come back sometime this year, hopefully in December. I kind of hope he does. But I don't know if he's going to have the uh the lore uh, that he used to have. He might. Um, I think with all the stuff that's been going on, you know, with the uh, the incidents going outside in his personal life, like hitting that old man in a bar for not drinking his scotch or his whiskey or whatever it was, and certain other events that happened outside of the ring, I think that's making people a little bit sour on him. But, I mean, I think there's other competitors out there. I think, personally, they shouldn't give Conner a top-five guy. Um, just kind of like when Ron Rousey came back, they gave her a title shot right away. I don't think they should do that, especially if the person's been out for a long time. I think he should stop, start somewhere uh, below the top 10. Give him someone else. Give him um, someone of a lower caliber. Like right now, you got Anthony Pettis at the number 10. I think he should even get someone lower than that. Sons Mansion Dan Hooker, yeah. That could be fine. But like I like to see him against some other people, like Gregor Gillespie or Charles Oliveira, somewhere in the, the bottom half, like the from like ten to fifteen, to make his comeback. Um uh, now if they really wanted to sell the show, I think they should put him up with either Ferguson um or Donald Cerrone or even Al Quinta. But realistically, I mean i I could see Dana Connor kind of throwing him to the wolves just to make money and give him a top five fight, probably someone in the top four. Connor is actually still ranked number three. How I don't know because he's been out so long. I think that like if you're out for the sport for a while, they should drop you in rankings. um, maybe they should give him someone like a good striker, like Edson Barbosa, who's number nine, but we'll see. If I if I had to pick, if it was up to Dana, he'll probably give him someone in the top seven. But I think the smart choice um, would be to give him someone as ranked between number 10, Anthony Pettis, number 11, Gregor Gillespie, number 12, Charles Olivero, number 13, Alexander Hernandez, number 14, Islam Makatov, or 15, Dan Hooker. Like, chilling says. Um... But we'll see. We'll see what he comes back. I like to see him make a comeback. I think he's a funny guy. I think he did a lot for the sport in terms of entertainment. But he has been out. And when we see one guy, people are out for so long, um, they lose their vigor and their drive to compete and do well in the sport. The only one I seen that was able to pull it off was Dominic Cruz when he had that long layoff and he came back and he won the belt. Um, he later lost it, but I give the guy credit. He... He didn't believe in ring rust, and he and he pulled it off. Um, Well, let's see. If you guys have any comments, um, use the Anchor app, leave me a message, let me know what you think. And um, that's pretty much it. All right, guys, we'll be back after this short break. Hey, fans,
0: here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media
1: outlets, PodcastCity.net. Facebook.com slash Podcast City Network. Hit that thumbs up. You can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at Podcast City Net.
0: Only on Podcast City Network.
1: Alright, guys, we're back on the show. And, uh, we're gonna go over some stuff, particularly with the PFL. Uh, just give me a second here. I'm a little tired. Just had a really rough jujitsu workout. Been getting back in a groove after, like, a year layoff. But anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about the Professional Fighters League. They, uh, they just had their, uh, first round the playoffs um, with the women's lightweight and the men's welterweight. Uh, they had the uh, women's lightweight semifinal and then for the men they had the quarterfinals to determine well they had the quarterfinals and the semifinals. <laughs> um, so for, for those who aren't too familiar the PFL um, was part of the World Series of Fighting and then they changed over And, um, pretty much what I like about it, um, I've discussed it before in other, um, episodes, is that it's run in a tournament style. But unlike other tournament styles where you win and you continue, what they do here is it's run like any other, um, organized sports like baseball or basketball or football. And they have a regular season. And... They award a point, says they have a point system, um, and each person's awarded points if they win. The quicker they win, the more points they get, and the points also affect their rankings um, during the season, and it can help them propel into the finals, which uh, is taking place New Year's Eve, and each division, um, each champion in the division will get paid a million dollars. Now, in this particular one, I was particularly interested because they had a a female judo expert. Um, people think that Ronda Rousey was good. This lady would smash the shit out of her. I mean, she's a two-time gold medalist in judo, and I think she's probably the only person that ever got two golds in two Olympics in a row. Um, she's obviously a lot heavier than uh, Ronda Rousey, for those who don't know her. But, um... Yeah, man, she's a beast, and she can put combos together. She doesn't just do judo. In this particular uh, matchup on this uh, for the semifinals, she actually on um, purposely said that she wanted to do judo, and she won by armbar. I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, man, she trains with American Top Team. She puts together good combinations, good striking, and she does good wrestling. She's definitely more well-rounded than Ronda Rousey. And um, she's 5-0 right now. And f- now let's get into the, um, the women's lightweight semifinal. The first off, they had Sarah Kaufman, who was the number one seed. Um, in the semifinals, she fought Larissa Pacheccio. And um, she was defeated. I mean, she just got smashed and hammered. She got all bloodied up. It went the distance. It went three rounds. And then she lost to Larissa. Now, Larissa is going to go up against the winner between Kayla Henderson and Bobby Joe Giselle, who was a replacement for someone because someone got hurt. Now, like I said, Kayla won by arm bar in the first round in 3 minutes and 32 seconds. So now her and Larissa are going to match up in uh, finals in New Year's Eve and I'm pretty sure Kayla's going to take it because Kayla beat her before earlier in the season. Now what I'd like to mention is that since they had the men's quarterfinals and semifinals they had to fight twice in the same night. Um, so again, it's like bringing the old tournament system back where you have to fight more than one person. And for me, as impressive as Kayla Harrison was, I mean, I was very interested in seeing if fight. I was very impressed with her. For me, fight of the night had to go to David Michaud. Um Now, he fought twice that night. And he obviously won both because now he's going into the quarterfinals. I mean, into the uh, he's in the semifinals. I mean, um, yeah, he's in the finals now. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a little out of it. I'm so tired from training. So he beat John Howard in uh, round two. Uh, unanimous decision, and then he won a majority decision against Galicia Franca in the semifinals. So. It's pretty, pretty interesting. And like, I mean, I was really impressed with him. His last fight against um, Glacier Franco was a back and forth battle. I mean, I actually thought he was gonna lose that match and then he just turned up the heat and came back. And I mean, I was really impressed. I mean, it it was just a great fight. So now they're going to have another um, uh, semi-playoffs for the other divisions, Um, when they have the, um, I don't know which divisions those are, let me check real quick, Um, I think that's actually tonight, I didn't get to to watch it yet obviously. So it's the men's lightweight quarterfinals. And I think that's it. It's all men. I don't see any. Yeah. It's all men. It's lightweight. And then they got featherweight. Uh, going on, so that's the second round. But as it stands now in the brackets, right when they go to December, it's going to be like I said, Kayla Harrison versus Pe- Peccio, the determining champion, um, and then the men's are still in the semifinals, so that will be determined, I guess. And another, uh, playoff, um, yeah, so they're having a second round of playoffs this week and in October 31st they're having another playoff, um, so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that turns out, and, um, yeah, so for all you guys, I mean, I think, I highly recommend that you check out the, uh, PFL, so... October, at the end of October when they have their final um, playoffs, it's for the heavyweight division. And that should be interesting as well. But, like, for me, I was more interested in in watching Kayla Henderson because I kind of like judo. I kind of wish I did it when I was younger. I couldn't really uh, do that much when I got older because it was interfering with my jiu-jitsu. But, Yeah, I like it. And um, that's pretty much it, guys. All right, we'll be back after this short break. Hey, everyone. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast. And you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. All right, guys, this is Mark the Shark Retorto, letting you know that you can visit my website, www.markthesharkmmashow.com. You can get our podcast episodes on there, and you can also shop the swag. Get your hoodies, get your t-shirts, get your hats. It's all on there for both men and women. We do not discriminate. Go out there and check it out, www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Hi, everyone. Just want to make a note to all the fans that are listening to this podcast. We appreciate any donation you can make to keep this podcast up and running, no matter how small, anywhere from a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. To make a donation, all you have to do is go to my website, www.markthesharkmmashow, and click on the donation button on the first page. It's that easy. Again, It's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Alright guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins, it's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorta, also available on BarnesandNoble and Amazon.com. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.